Hello and welcome to Meet the Education Researcher. This is a podcast from the Faculty of Education, Monash University in Melbourne, Australia. Hello, my name's Neil Selwyn and this is the second of two episodes that we're putting out this month on the topic of AI and education. So this conversation features Val Mendes, who's currently based in Paris, working in the education department in UNESCO. Val was talking as part of an online webinar panel that Monash organised in June 2021. Unfortunately, the Zoom sound quality isn't perfect, but there's so much here of interest that we wanted to put it out anyway. Val brings a big picture perspective to the topic of AI and education, particularly in light of UNESCO's focus on educational policy and practice around the world. So in this episode, Val covers a lot of issues, from what UNESCO is doing to support AI in education, through to the big questions of what AI can do well, and whether or not we actually need AI in the classroom at all. But first off, Val was brave enough to start by offering a basic working definition of what AI actually is. What's useful here is his emphasis on seeing AI as technology that's narrowly focused on certain tasks, rather than any sci-fi version of superhuman levels of general intelligence. And UNESCO, where I'm, I'm coming from, uh, we, ha- we have a definition that we worked with an international commission. And um, this group, they describe AI as involving machines capable of imitating certain uh, functionalities of human intelligence. And I, I, re- I stress here certain abilities of human intelligence. Huh? And this can include uh, perception, learning, reasoning, problem solving, language interaction, and even producing some creative work. And we know we, we have examples of music generated by AI. We had a big event here in Paris in UNESCO that we had the music running uh, and it was actually created by AI. And, uh, and obviously we also have the human part of it. You know, that I, and we believe that is when we can achieve the maximum of AI is when we can have it as an element to support humans and to have this augmented intelligence. Following on from this idea of augmented intelligence then, the next logical question to address is how AI applications are actually being used and how AI might be used within different educational contexts. Here Val raises some interesting emerging applications of AI in education and also makes a useful distinction between learning with AI, teaching with AI and system level uses of AI. I think we have uh, many very exciting applications and um, many organizations we are producing some like promising uh, practices and we are trying to compile you know, all this emerging experience that we are having but uh, maybe we if um, it would be helpful if we classify at least in three uh, buckets of uh, different applications and so the first one i would say is learning with ai so here you have the student-facing AI, the student dimension. Then the second one is the teaching, the teacher-facing AI. And here we have applications that are designed for teachers. And then we have the systemic, you know, the system-facing AI. And here are applications like uh, education management information systems that you know, they are built potentially in, in learning management systems that basically is applications that integrate the, the learning processes of students that has a functionality for teachers. So teachers can interact with the students, give feedback, etc. And then we have 
this big picture in terms of data analytics, etc., that helps the decision making in terms of the government or the, the, the manager or director of the school. This kind of uh, the first layer that is learning with AI can bring a lot of interesting uh, tools. For example, we can detect if uh, a student, a child, for example, is performing very, very badly, and then we can quickly intervene, no? avoiding dropouts, etc. However, we have the downside in terms of the ethics dimension, data protection, etc. So this is number one. The second one is learning about AI. No, here is how AI works. No, what is AI? And here, what kind of skills do we need to know in terms of this technology? No, and here there are a lot of very interesting open courses already in the internet. So this is about learning what is AI and understand it. And then the last block I would say is the preparing for AI. No, so how we as a society for societies, no, the international community can do to be ready for this AI age, no. And here comes to have in place frameworks and uh, policy guidelines because we cannot let just this huge sector to be uh, driven no, by specific groups or just the private sector. We are talking about more than six billion US dollars that only the education sector and AI will be generating the, in the coming years until 2024. So that means there are a lot of interest. And I think here, we need to get together and design together as humans and in a diverse mode, this AI age that we want uh, to live in. Given Val's current role, we're also keen to get a sense of how UNESCO is developing its responses to AI and education. So what main lines of work is UNESCO prioritising when it comes to AI and education? And what are the emerging issues and problems that are being identified as requiring attention? Basically, I think from our perspective, what we are trying to do is, is in terms of response, is at two levels. One is from the policy dimension, working with government and doing some research to see the real uh, impact. And in terms of the ethics side, as you know, we have uh, been uh, running some studies in terms, for example, the gender issue. No? For instance, why Siri, Cortana, Alexa, and others had initially no female voice. No, why they and why they are always assistant, no female assistant. So obviously here it is a design made by male, white, uh, no, a, a person, and it basically is reinforced the stereotype of women as passive helpers, not leaders, etc. So this is one example. So we need to work with the industry, and we don't work only with government. We bring to the table the main actors. And we try to improve, to improve the regulations, etc. This is one level. And then at, at the, the country uh, uh, context, obviously, uh, these AI programs, they don't work in a, in a very uh, low uh, resource context. So here, what we need to do and we are trying and, uh, is work with the local ecosystems to see how school communities and uh, local education software or local content producer can come together and design really contextualized solutions that can be or not uh, empowered by the AI. Issues of gender and the suitability of AI for low and middle income countries are clearly things that need close attention. So given these limitations, it's interesting to hear from Val what types of AI he sees as having potential to benefit these context appropriate ways of using technology. 
In short, what does Val see as good examples of AI use with genuine potential to benefit education in low and middle income countries? No, I think it's it's huge the the potential and uh, but let's try to give some examples. There is one uh, project that is called the Global Digital Library. That is a global initiative that what tries to do is to have books at school uh, age, like K-12 books in different languages. So many, many children can have access to these uh, contents. So it was a human created initiative, but now AI is coming to help the translation. So building like chatbots and even, even conversational um, experience to this to, to this web. And this is, is we can bring to the classrooms and uh, we can have uh, interesting uh, exercise uh, with children and somehow we can impact in learning. Uh, we also have the learning management system. We have uh, a, a project that is by a private company working with uh, the Lebanon government for refugees uh, camps. And uh, we are using this tool to support uh, learning and to track if we have uh, dropouts, for example, risk, and then how we can intervene. However, uh, always be, I think we need to be very critical as well. We need to remember to question that uh, what is the purpose of using AI for that specific pedagogic activity? The teacher, the human teacher has the last words he or she needs to design the learning activity in a way that connects and with this context with their students and then decide which tool to bring. And fantastic, the tools really can empower learning. And that is the intention is all, all of us here working in the, on AI and technologies is what we want. But I would say, let's add this critical view. Let's also try to foster research to see the real impact on learning and not just use for for the sake of using and um, yeah and then we can explore we can bring more actors and the more diverse actors is also important and the way to to avoid so many so many biases is to bring more diverse people to the creation of AI tools and AI and education tools as well so we need to work from the very beginning with girls in STEM and STEAM to have girls able to code and to design the AI from today and from tomorrow. So with this in mind, I think we can make it work. So a clear message here is that the technology on its own is not going to change things for the better, and in some ways even runs a risk of exacerbating existing problems. Having focused on issues of gender and inclusion, it was also interesting to hear Val's views on issues of pedagogy, another obvious issue that's often rather glossed over when people talk about AI and education. Again, here, Val was keen to stress the need to bring diverse groups of people and ideas together to sort the problem out collaboratively. In terms of uh, the role of teachers and also in terms of the pedagogy that AI is bringing to the table. So, for example, if you can't get this kind of systems that are um, automated, let's say intelligent tutoring system, the kind of pedagogy that is behind is the typical instructionist pedagogy, right? Is the knowledge transmission a kind of pedagogy, the, the classic one, okay? So I think if we really want to build intelligent AI systems in education, we need to bring the other pedagogies that have been there for, for many years, you know? We are talking about collaborative learning, that we have some initiatives in AI that are bringing it, but this is still not a reality. 
We need to, to bring to the table guided discovery learning, for example, productive, uh, productive uh, failure, for example. So, you know, more complex pedagogies that can support learning in a specific moment. So here the thing is how we do that. You know? And to do so, I think we need the teachers, we need the pedagogue, we need a very interdisciplinary and diverse group building this AI and education tools. And then we might get it right. This point about bringing diverse groups of people together to better design AI also brings us neatly onto the question of how educators can work with the big tech companies who are clearly at the forefront of developing AI. In particular, when we were discussing this, Val was keen to talk about the need to balance commercial interests against the idea of education as public good. Again, Val sees this as requiring us bringing together broad communities of industry, policymakers and public education. I think somehow the some of the big tech uh, companies and the startups, etc., they are working with uh, at first with international organization, but also with communities. But I think the the key issue here is to have the most diverse table as possible. So you need to have this big company, but also you need to have other members of this learning ecosystem. So together we can balance the interests and we can try really to contribute to the public goods, not to education as a public good. We understand yeah. the private sector has no the is a is a private business. But when it comes to education, and as UNESCO has been uh, defending it, it's a human right. Education is a public good. So we all need to work towards this. So profits aside, we need to have this very clear and then together we can bring the technology and uh, improve the education because the challenges are huge. I think it's important to bring the, the right uh, critical view to balance the, the power that sometimes is just on the side of the big tech or other or the companies. No? So, and to do this, I think if we uh, together no, can, can build, can, uh, for example, to work in the frameworks, we need to have a legislation. We need to control, for example, the right of the students to control and own their own data is very important. And how we do this, we need regulations. No? Uh, how we improve uh, the classroom, the, the learning outcome, then we also can partner with whatever organization we want to. But I think it's, it's a matter of balance and have all the actors, as I, as I said earlier. Practically achieving this balance is ambitious enough, but we concluded by talking a little more about other aspects of future potential for AI and education. So, regardless of the policy and governance challenges ahead, what other aspects of AI and education is Val looking forward to coming to fruition in the near future? In terms of what AI do well, so for example, there was a research by the OECD that found that only 11% of the adults are above the level that AI is close to reproducing in literacy and numeracy. What it means that AI is getting really, really smart in something that humans can do, no? That is numeracy, reading, and math, etc. So, what is the implication? No, I think is it comes next in terms of the the skills that we are learning in schools, and here it connects with the mission that we we all have. No, we have more than six hundred million of students before COVID that were in schools and were not learning the basics, numeracy and literacy. So how AI can help us on that? 
is, is the question that we, we need to ask. And there are fantastic uh, tools that we can bring to the classroom and to try to solve this problem. But I agree that there are things that are human. Uh, how AI, for example, can actually feel uh, a student's uh, emotion. We know the, the system can read, we can have all this face recognition, etc. that is not ethical, but in a way it's another discussion. But a human teacher really can connect with this converse, conversion and this communication skills, the social emotional skills that the machine cannot do. And I think this should be with teachers and not with AI. So that was Dr. Val Mendes talking us through some of the key issues currently surrounding the development of AI in education around the world. If you found this conversation interesting, then do be sure to check out the other episode of Meet the Education Researcher on the same topic from the same panel discussion featuring Professor Erica Southgate from the University of Newcastle. In the meantime, do check out Val's Twitter feed. You can follow him on at Val M. Mendes, M-E-N-D-E-S. 